So this week, we're going to try and compress two weeks' worth of soccer into one episode. You think we're up for it? Welcome to the latest episode of American Faithful, a podcast covering the weekly events of the MLS and occasionally touching on other American soccer-related happenings. I'm Ian. I'm Nick. This is Jake. This is Emmett. And I already said I'm Scroggins at the beginning, so. <laughs> We're so good at this. All right. All right, guys. So, Ian, uh, before we started recording, tasked me with the job of summarizing week one for you. So we're going to run through some of the results. Y'all ready? Uh, ready. Go for it. Okay. Uh, the, the opener of the season was uh, Philadelphia-Toronto, the match that – no one really cared about. <laughs> no one wanted. And surprisingly, uh, Toronto won, and uh, Michael Bradley took the early lead in the Golden Boot race with a brace. Uh, and then we That's had Orlando. Shocking. Bald Future Eagle. MVP. Future MVP. <laughs> I'm shocked. See, that's why Klinsman had him at the 10, man. We were just, we were wrong. Oh, oh. you just, oh. All right, uh, keep going. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Okay, um, Orlando City, NYC FC, 2-2. I don't know if this means Orlando has improved or <laughs> Dominic Torrent doesn't know what he's doing. I am just – I'm like coin flip. Is Orlando – Hey, no more, no more David Villa for New York City. The intimidation factor is gone. Yo, that, that pass on the second goal, though, unforgettable. But they got a – they got that Romanian guy with neck tattoos. I mean <laughs> – Information factor go up. Yes. Also, bold <laughs> prediction: Nani and Dwyer, the new Sturridge Suarez. Here we go. Oh, Stop get it. out of here with that. Okay, keep <laughs> go going, keep going, keep going. All right. Uh, Columbus, New York Red Bulls, one-one. Uh, Columbus doesn't miss a beat with new coach Caleb Porter. Uh, new York Red Bulls are just a machine, man. They just are constantly consistent. Um, and then FC Dallas, uh, New England. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I just want to point out that Iguain A, still plays for Columbus, B, is still alive, and C, got the assist on that corner. Hey, fun fact, I've insulted Iguain in person in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, hashtag save the crew. Crew got saved. Good for them. Saved, saved the crew. Or Save the crew. We'll get a new we'll get a new Darby out of that as well. The hell is real Darby, which I'm excited about. <laughs> is that the real name? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So some of you have not driven between Cincinnati and Columbus. There is a giant billboard that just says hell is real on the way. <laughs> and so that's the name of the rivalry. Also, uh, I think we Ohio, need a hashtag that. Yeah. My friend in Ohio has pointed out. Uh, that if Indianapolis were to ever get a team uh, because of the same you know, method of naming a rivalry, it would be, quote, the abortion is forever rivalry. Oh, so, my God. Oh, my wow. Sorry, oh my God. Sorry, love you from the Indianapolis team because, damn. This just took a turn. <laughs> I think Parents. we just alienated Listen, several audience members. I only I only report the facts. I'm not giving my opinion on abortion at all. I'm just saying oh what the God. billboards. FC Dallas, New England. Brad Friedel looks to make his impression there. And um, okay. yeah, the game was just a yawn. Uh, Honestly, you could tell me Brad Friedel was playing keeper again, and I wouldn't I wouldn't even blink at it. Uh, yeah, I was real confused for a second. I didn't know if he was yeah. like player coach or what kind of deal he yeah. struck up. I mean, he probably should be. I bet he's better than their keeper. <laughs> $50 if you can name Dallas's new coach. No one cares about Dallas. Lucci Rodriguez. <laughs> close. That was kind of yeah, close. Gonzalez. Ah, oh, dang it. All right. First ever uh, coaching job. Yeah, he was uh, first ever. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. He was with their youth setup. That he? doesn't count. I'm talking about senior squad. Oh, like senior level? Uh, okay. It's a good move for a team like Dallas to promote their their youth coach, though. Who, I mean, you know, yeah, granted, it is FC lot. Dallas, and they do yeah. have a decent youth setup. So exactly. it makes so sense. So why not? Yeah. Shout okay. out, Scrimmings. I do want to say, I do want to uh, say that the Dallas keeper 
made a few big saves, Gonzalez, and um, but then of course he led in the equalizer near post. So Oof. I guess it's all for naught. Hashtag yeah. MLS. <laughs> <laughs> we did some good things and we screwed it up. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, fun fact: one of the uh, academy coaches lives across the street from my brother-in-law up in Frisco. So uh, if we ever want to go. TP a house. Yeah, I was going to say, if his house gets rolled, it was not us. You heard it here first. Okay, next up was um, the Snowball, Colorado, Portland. Apparently, they played on Pluto because it was like negative three million degrees. Look, I'm just saying, week one, we might have already had the game of the season. Game of the season. When you have Failhaber scoring a goal from the floor. You know you have a hell of a game. Guys, Dude, that's like know. my own personal hell. Like, <laughs> that cold, doing things outside is my personal hell. Oh, and I think we already have the worst call of the year. I don't see this call being top, but that handball they called on Schulberg. Oh, yeah, we'll yes, get to that which, later. Yes, we'll we will touch later. on that later. Okay, Next up, Minnesota United, Vancouver. It looks like Minnesota United finally realized that defending is allowed. Oh, and oh so, wow. uh, Yeah, they picked up Ozzy um, Alonso. Is that Ozzie a new <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, they picked up Ozzy Alonso and um, the guy from uh, the Bad Barbecue City. What's his name? Opara. There it is. All right, yeah. All right. Uh, next, our beloved Houston hey, Dynamo. Fun fact, though. That's Minnesota's first away win in the Western Conference. Wow. Oh, wow. Hey, they also have former Arsenal, former Sunderland, former Reading. Spaghetti? That kept Vito worse. Manone. <laughs> Vito Manone, who starts things off, of course, with a blunder goal. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is on the wrong side of a... You he know, came, came to the arc. right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> or in the, the right MLS career arc. Too soon? <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Emmett loves MLS. It's his favorite league in the world. He says it's better than uh, the English league, too. Banner <laughs> International League. Banner <laughs> International League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm pretty sure from... Emmett has to say Banner International League <laughs> in every single <laughs> podcast this season. I mean, he's raising awareness. I've never heard those syllables in order before in my life. So now you know. Yeah, that's. I didn't know you could combine them in that in that way. So uh, a game that I watched in person with Nick and Jake and my mm. wife as well. Houston yes. Dynamo, Real Salt Lake, which made me want to stab my eyes out, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, it, was it wasn't the best. Well, I think we'll we'll talk about the Dynamo a bit more, but um. I mean, Vera got carded, and we got to see it in person. So, I, I feel like we're going to have that opportunity often. Probably, yeah. But and, we saw the first one. We saw the first and second one, if I'm not mistaken. My see on the on the way home, my wife and I decided that um that Kevin Garcia is the human equivalent of a white flag. When you see him Ooh. on the field, it means we give up. We don't That's, want this game. It, you can take it. It doesn't matter to us anymore. The man runs like he's angry at the ground. I don't to understand. be fair, I think tying a game with Kevin Garcia on the field should be worth three points. <laughs> <laughs> so Look, as long as Joe Willis is at four. the back for the Dynamo to bail us out all yeah, year. Big Joe, man. I think, you know, they'll be okay. Also, we touched on it before, but uh, Petkey pretty much... Gave everyone the cheat code <laughs> on how to beat us. Uh, it's called dropping your back line. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, it's all you have to do. Just drop your back our, line. Our entire idea is long ball. Well, I really one. wish that there had been, um, you know, I wish that our coach had a headline in response that was like, dude, shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me high line. Shut up. You can figure that out, but don't tell them. <laughs> Spoilers, dude. Don't give it away. He's like, dude, I have a family. <laughs> I think his son plays for RG uh RGB. Anyway. Um okay, next next game on the on the schedule was LA Galaxy versus Chicago Fire. And Ooh. um LA took the honors 2-1 there. Yeah. Um Efren 
Efrain is the uh, what's his last name? Somebody help me. Alvarez. 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 There it is. Efrain Alvarez is the real deal. Is what everyone is saying. I don't know. I want to give him a little bit more time. I think Memo Rodriguez is the real deal. But moving on. And uh, if only Cabrera agreed with you though. And in looking, dude, watching watching this game, Osted kept Chicago in it. It should have been way more than two one, but uh, the keeper was just on it. It was great, and it, great goalkeeping playing. Anyway, moving on, uh, dude. Seattle Sounders, FC Cincinnati. I don't know if y'all got to watch this game. I got to catch this one. Goal of the um, season. Which one? <laughs> Cincinnati's. Are you kidding me? I was gonna go with Jordan Morris's left-footed shot. Oh my god! You mean the right. one that accidentally went in? <laughs> Look, he scored with his left. That's all he hey, cares. Hey, Morris had two goals in that he game. Did. I mean, since he did have a great goal for their first ever goal, which is, you know, something that's admirable. But at the same time, yeah, that final scoreline. Well, it got me wondering what – this is fun. It got me wondering what our first – what Dynamo's first goal was. Like, was it that cool? It's literally Brian Chang falling over. No, he's literally (laughs) falling over. But Brian Chang will score on accident, man. I just want to say I was at that game. And I think he scored like five goals. So he was a machine. Yeah, yeah. 13, I think it, it, it took Houston 13 minutes to score their first goal. Yeah, it did. Fun fact. Well, so, yeah. If, if you're looking for it online, uh, I think it was Bertone. 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 How do you say that name? He scored on that volley for Cincy. And then uh, the and then uh, San Jose Montreal. Who cares? Um, <laughs> In the Who Cares Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> The blue and black jersey theme team. Like anyway. I, I guess they had oh. to play that game technically, but I mean nobody was into it. It was the uh, someone has to win this, I guess, derby. Anyway, uh, did somebody win? Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Montreal. Two one. Did they know that they were say, allowed to win? Oh yeah. I mean, Piotti is basically that entire team. I was about to say Piotti scored again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he scored a heck of a shot. And that one as well. Tider is Tider is, I mean, he's coming up. I, I actually like him. Um, I was a little bit worried about us facing Piotti and Tider at the same time for week two, but you know we made it out of that alive. Spoilers. Anyway, um, DC United, Atlanta United, um, trouble in paradise. Looks like Frank DeVore is not doing himself any favors. DC United doesn't miss a beat. I thought Paul Ariola <clears throat> looked really good on the wing. That's I was going to say, yes. I was going to say, DC Agreed. might end up being a, a sleeper team. Yeah, I almost included them in my um, predictions for the beginning of the year, but I get hesitant just because DC kind of, I mean, I don't know what they're looking at in terms of depth and stuff that, like that. Yeah, that's so. their big issue. And can can Rooney still play full yes. season? Stay fit, yada yada. Right, and also not only, you know, can he stay fit and stay on the pitch, etc., but will he continue to produce in the way that he did that For turn sure. their form around so significantly last season? Also, side note, worst player of all time. So, yeah, <laughs> that guy's the worst. Uh, that is an unbiased look at the world of soccer. <laughs> That has nothing to do with him playing for Man United and, and being from Everton. Like that's, oh, my God. Like the, I mean, I'm wearing a Liverpool jersey right now, but that has nothing, nothing to, do to do with it. Nothing He's just a bad it. soccer player and always it. has been. Oh, Does he score goals? A, I don't think he has ever scored. He has spent his life wishing he could be Steven Gerrard. Listen, so, listen, guys. To be fair, me too. Like, I've also spent my life wishing that. Look, guys, no, he's he's an Evertonian, so he spent his life wishing he could be Stevie Naismith. Oh, my God. Oh, God. God. Hey, look, nope. we can all give Wayne Rooney the credit he deserves. He is can a world-class. We got one more, LAFC oh. Sporting. Oh, yeah. Oh, We don't talk about – wait, who won that game? LAFC. LAFC. Oh, yeah, because Kansas City screwed it up again. Yeah. Dang. Hey, guess who got mm-hmm. – I'll give you – I'll give you uh, – 20 million internet points if you can guess who on sporting got a red card. Oh, um, oh, 
I watch. I mean, I want to say Zuzi because I I kind of you know hate him, but no, I mean he I he definitely did have his moment under the sun there. Yeah. Also, anybody? He, anybody? He's like Samson. Once his hair. No idea. If you, yeah, that's true. Come on, this should be easy, guys. Espinosa. Roger Espinosa. Come on. It's, I'm on week two. I'm on that week two ish right now. I already forgot Look. week one. <laughs> so is everybody else. This this segment is probably going to be useless in the uh, on the actual podcast. <laughs> Most likely, most of this podcast will be useless on the podcast. Look, I do have to say about this LAFC Sporting Kansas City game is one Diamande taking down that ball in stoppage time turning right in front of the scrambling Zusi and then blasting home the winner was just exhilarating for me. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think we actually debated that in the text group. Like I didn't think Zuzi had that much responsibility in the moment, but after going back and rewatching, I think you're right. Ian. I think Zuzi could have done better there. I was thinking more of the center back should have come over a bit more, but Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whoever was playing in front of Zussi uh, as the right mid did, was not tracking back there at all because Zussi had to watch over two runners. But at the same time, when you're two yards in front of somebody, you don't let them turn you to the inside of the goal and then put home the winner in front of your face. So it's a good yeah. word. Potato, potato. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Moving on now. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, week two. Week two. This is where we're at now. Uh, for, we have. Uh, we're gonna feature five games plus the Dynamo. First game we got co- going up is Ian. What's the first game? All right. First game that at least I have highlighted here is Dallas and the LA Galaxy. Uh, Dallas end up the horrific shadow covering that. Yeah, that's bad. Ends goal. It was mm-hmm. tough to watch. Also, yeah, so both teams kind of end up missing really big chances in the first half. I think L.A. might have had one or two more and than this is uh, a, Dallas. This is, Zlatan, this is a Zlatan less <laughs> galaxy. Keep that yeah, on. and rumor is he um, he's going to be out for a bit. It looked like he didn't travel really? with the team this week. Yeah, yeah he did not travel again. Oh, wow. So hold on, let's talk about this. Um, Matt Hedges getting kicked in the LA box um, didn't really seem like much to me at the beginning. Just kind of like guys foul. going for, but yeah, it's a foul. I mean, I I guess you got to give it to him. I don't know, dude. As a as a Dynamo fan, I am for kicking FC Dallas players in yeah. the box. <laughs> That's kind of our tradition. I mean, Rico- honestly. Any box, really. <laughs> was Ricardo Clark playing for LA Galaxy here, or? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he did have a habit of kicking Dallas players. So, anyways, at this point, Dallas goes up 1-0. Puts with in the Ziegler PK. putting in the PK pass. Bingham. Those FC <laughs> Dallas jerseys are actually kind of kind of good looking. Don't, don't say it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey. It was one sorry. of my uh, it was one of my regrets of last season. Oh my god! Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So this is sixty-first oh, minute dirty goal. The future is bright, boys. Who is the that? Future is bright. That's Acosta. That is Acosta. Yeah. The, oh, so they have a new Acosta. All right. Yeah. Give it up to uh, give it up to Houston for not signing the one under and to be worth it. Oh yeah! <laughs> Come on, Houston. But don't speak down to OBG like that. Hey, I do want to give a shout-out to um, that Dallas, I guess that what, is it the left back who just took that to the end line and hit the cutback? That was pretty impressive there. Yeah, that was good. I thought that was Pomical. I thought that was their Pomical? Pomical? I don't know how you're going to say this kid's name. But uh, I I thought that was him, their number 10. Oh, really? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's who it was. His positioning was bizarre in that in the run-up to that one, then. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. L.A. did not do enough for me. I, I watched this game. L.A. did not do enough for me after they went down. <clears throat> so that's FC Dallas Galaxy. Dallas wins 2-0. 
on a banger of a goal for the second one. L.A. just not doing enough to get back into it, honestly. Right. So then next, I think we have Houston and Montreal, which the final score of that one is also 2-1 to uh, our favored Dynamo. Look, I'm going to address this. <laughs> it's rodeo season. That's why our stadium's empty. <laughs> you read my mind. I legitimately was thinking I mean, about the crowd today. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're going to be making up different excuses for the entire season, but, you the, know, ooh, the it is what it were, is. The options were Cardi B, Memo Rodriguez. People decided Cardi B was the way to go. Yeah, she's still on record. Look, my excuse, my go-to is that the Astros are playing across the street. So, <laughs> Yeah, not yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, other people don't know that. Hey, we're also we're also playing our B team here, you know, um, or maybe our B This is just horrible. How did he get open? The Tied first Montreal right. goal is just horrible. Tied air, um, puts Joe that first one pissed. home for Montreal. One touch, cross to the back post, and he just kind of volleys it home. Totally uh, Not good, yeah. No real pressure, no real urgency from the back line, from the Dynamo there. Um, he had all rough. day. Yeah, Delagarza definitely got sucked in there, wasn't paying attention. Right. Ball and I think water. we missed before that, but our uh, Seren was also still lucky to be on the pitch after his two-footed challenge as well. Oh, uh, yep. Why, why? Also, why, Darwin? Also, I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot. <laughs> that is also a statement that will be said a lot. Seren's lucky to still be on the field. And, and he's good for one terrible back pass a game. Like one, oh my God, they're going to Boom. Score. That was clean. And there it was, yeah. Mamo Rodriguez's uh, only goal. goal of the season. <laughs> he just kind of <coughs> blistered that shot into the upper corner. No real chance for the keeper. Draws at level at one-one. I also want to take this moment to point out that Nacho Piatti currently has the second worst hair in the MLS to uh, the Felcher from the Galaxy. <laughs> So if you have some free time, compare images of those two from week one and week two. <laughs> that was a nice little one too. I mean, half of a one that ball is perfectly hit. But anybody know what happened to Ronaldo Pena? Like he's supposed to be our backup uh, striker. No. Okay. No lie. Start a new FIFA career. Love FIFA. With the Dynamo, you know, I'm gonna take him places. I saw him on our roster, and I was like, oh, yeah, we have a backup striker that I don't know where he is. He never makes the 18. You never. He's not at RGV. Is he injured? I don't know. Who knows? Dynamo and Montreal kind of traded shots back and forth. This was a pretty open game, I feel like. And then, of course, at the end there, 86 minute. Yeah. Uh, Manitas just kind of, wow. Manotas. Manotas. Manotas with some Latin flair, Ian. (laughs) Manotas. There you go. Um, So he just kind of, he literally stabs his foot at this ball, and it ends up in the back of the net. Um, Pretty nice way to to snatch it at the end, though. That's like his second kind of near post sneak the the ball in there kind of goal. I think he had... Very similar one against RSL in week one. And this right. is the, the even more rare uh, yeah. Romel Kyoto accurate cross. So <laughs> those kind of goals right there, that, those are like the the defining the defining difference between someone who's got like the, the goal sense to go out and get goals and then the Wondolowskis that just happened to like be at the right place and the ball bounce off. Bounces I've off said it him. for many years. Wondolowski was literally just like a bumper in a pinball machine. <laughs> just stand in one place and people would happen to bounce the ball off of him. All right. So let's segue into Colorado versus Seattle. Also a uh, 2-0 final scoreline here in favor of Seattle. <clears throat> All right. In 2015's best team, Colorado. <laughs> The, the 2015 MLS All-Stars from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, boy. Seattle gets off the block uh, very quickly in this one and just kind of heaps tons turn. of pressure on Dude, Colorado. They are playing attacking <clears throat> football, which I like to see in the MLS. You're going up against mostly poor defenses. Attack the ball. Just attack. Yeah. Right. And then right oh, here is the Kelvin first Lee, goal. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of – I mean, how does that ball kind of get through – the VAR takes a look at it, doesn't overturn it on the possible offsides from Morris here, and Seattle goes up now, one within five minutes. Is Morris offsides there for impeding the keeper? I say yes. He's impeding uh, the keeper right here. That is impeding the keeper. Right. But then, I mean, let's go back to Raheem Sterling the other day in the EPL. He didn't get called for interfering with the clearance. So, yeah, but that's because you never want to mess with the devil. So (laughs) (laughs) Seattle uh, goes ahead and jumps two up within eight minutes of this match. Um, And that is pretty much that's a good ball. Yeah, I mean, that's I think a uh, team, that's a team goal. Right. I think Rui Diaz um, might have cut that back to somebody for the goal. Someone's no. getting. No, he no. got the goal. I'm sorry. Yeah, he got the goal. What a turn. Someone is getting yelled at by Tim Howard after that. Like that is. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone. Everyone. I feel like. At. Yeah, I was gonna say. Colorado's entire back line is just going to be screamed at all year. They did not pick up one of the 2015 MLS All-Stars to play back there. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Ship. Oh, good Lord. Harry Ship. Harry Ship screamed Ramos when he kicked that. (laughs) (laughs) Just launched that one. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, so the Harry Ship just absolutely blasted it to the moon. It was fantastic. Wide open, beautiful cutback. My wow, top I of the for, six. I He's forgot. been watching uh, Wondolowski highlights, man. <laughs> man, I thought he's. Can we get a Wando of the Year award? I love, he is I front just runner. Want to point out Lodiero's uh, response to that miss was hilarious. Slapping the turf in frustration that he decided to pass instead of shoot there. <laughs> That's what I call remembering you're in the MLS now. Man, yeah. <laughs> MLS. I think, I think Ship just wanted to have his own, like, Sputnik, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, recently learned about the space program and wanted to get in on it. Seattle gets an early lead, rides that to victory. Seattle's going to be tough in the early 30, 45 minutes of every game. If they come out attacking football like that, I can see a lot of defenses having some trouble. I think right. they're going to be a tough team as long as Jordan Morris is healthy. As long as you have to contend with his speed and then Rui Diaz's uh, nose for the goal, they're going to be a, a tough team to, to keep out of I mean, that. and they still have Nicholas Lodiero. And so, I mean, they're like I said, they're going to be tough. And that's why I kind of gave them a nod in my preseason predictions. So uh, next match is D.C. versus New York City FC. Oh, God. So this one one ends up 0-0 at the trapezoid that is New York City's (laughs) Yankee Stadium pitch. Yeah, I don't want to watch all that. Right, it is 0-0. There is some pretty impressive saves pulled off um by sean johnson and um bill hamid here and if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong wow. did bill speaking hamid, of 2015 yeah exactly <laughs> did bill hamid say that he was better than sean johnson or zach stefan at some point in the last few weeks i feel yeah, like he did. Uh, i mean no, wrong. He, he said he was better well he did say he was better than them but most recently he said he was better than brad guzan um, which Ooh. I have to agree with. After the two weeks that Guzan's had, um, he had, you know, a pretty bad gaff in week one. Yeah, that, I was gonna say we didn't stop and really touch on that. I mean, he just let that ball bounce in, basically. 
Yeah, the the. I mean, regardless, you don't you don't tell people that you're better than other people when you're an athlete. Like, you have to let other people say that for you. I mean, I I guess. Or you sounds like it sounds like you're trying too hard at that point. Does he? Who is Ronaldo saying he's better than? I mean, Ronaldo didn't directly say it, but he also said, "This is why Juventus." You know, also, went out well, and purchased. Yeah, and that is what I mean. It, are you gonna argue with him on that? When, whenever you score three goals and do the WWF suck it, <laughs> no, that was that well, was his special that. shout I was out. So to uncomfortable. Simeone. Was it? I, Simeone did that in the previous match, so he just went and threw uh, it right back in his face. I'm gonna be honest. I like enjoyed that match, and then was instantly uncomfortable when I saw that. That was so weird. <laughs> Okay. Like the downer over here. So let's not talk. I don't, I don't want to watch the highlights or talk about the DCU, uh, DC oh. United, New York City FC uh, game because it looked like they were playing on what I can only describe as woven mat of human hair. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I mean, hey, guys, guys we could watch the highlights yeah. of the lower-tier USMNT keepers just trade off making big saves, but we can move on. You guys ever seen Hardball with Keanu Reeves? Those kids had a better field than than they did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, man. (laughs) All right, what's the last game? We're going. We have two more matches to cover. Um, So we have Atlanta v. Cincy. Um, oh, this is going to be a good one. This is a good one. Right. So this one ends up 1-1 as well um, with goals at the beginning and end of the game. Yeah, literally the end caps. You know, this is another one going into week two, thinking about CONCACAF Champions League, thinking about week one's results and stuff like that. Um, pretty great start for Frank DeBoer, who's, I, in my opinion, somewhat on the hot seat or at least uh you know under lots of pressure to deliver also he can joseph can score from anywhere anywhere he wants and special shout out to that through ball i mean oh wrestle oh wow yeah Yeah. but i do have to say kendall watson uh just kind of fell asleep there he he let him make the run i mean I mean, just beautiful. Keep. I mean, people want to say it's near post. Keeper should have done better. That's too strong. That ball yeah. is going way too fast. Do you think they just forgot to mention that Joseph Martinez plays for Atlanta in the team meeting? Like, do you think they're just like, <laughs> you know, he got yeah, in and half. Get blown out. Yeah. Also, we have to cover this guy. He's really good. Oh, coach, you didn't tell me. I. Yeah. How do you forget him? I would also like to point out, guys, that um. The Google little uh, icon that they put next to FC Cincinnati is is like just a uh, a placeholder. They don't have the actual badge. But it's also probably better than the actual badge. <laughs> so that's fine. Let's talk about this. Why is Atlanta struggling? He's got a new coach bringing in, I mean, I assume a fairly new philosophy. I think that once the, the players catch on to it, they're going to they're gonna do what they did last year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I, I wish that DeBoer would have a little bit more of what we've seen out of Caleb Porter so far. And like, man, let this is the the goose that's laying the golden egg. Let's just you know just keep doing what they're doing. Why tinker? Why mess with yeah. them? I was gonna say I think Frank DeBoer's coming in. He's got a specific philosophy and he's got a lot of uh, pride as as a manager and former yeah. you know superstar style player. And uh-huh. um, I mean, he's he's coming off of failures with Crystal Palace and with Inter Milan. Um, but before that, he was at Ajax, which is a club that ingrains a specific philosophy in its True. players. So he is used to having players that are ready to go. True. Um, so one thing of note that also kind of happens about a little past halftime in this match is uh, Audi Fernando Audi gets a header chalked off for offsides, which was confirmed by VAR and very close in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
the last thing that happens is Roland Lamar, who came over from FC Dallas, if Ooh. I'm not mistaken. But yeah, yeah he, he latches <laughs> on to the end of a immaculate yeah. through ball. Very similar to me um, to how Atlanta scored their goal as well. Kind of defenders mm-hmm. falling asleep. Maybe Parkhurst mm-hmm. there. Parkhurst. It's Parkhurst. He it's looks Parkhurst. so sad. Parkhurst is sad. Wah, wah. You can't fun. both cover the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why also, fun fact, once met in an airport, asked him why he hadn't been called to the national team, to which he then said inappropriate things about that coach Jurgen Klinsmann. How inappropriate are we talking? Do yeah. Do, does anybody else feel like Guzan should have done better on that? Yes, yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's called old man reflexes. <laughs> It's eight. Scroggins knows about those, right? Oh, there it is. God Dang. Yeah. Calling them out. Calling I have to out. ask the question. I have to ask the question, guys. It's a new coach at Atlanta. It's two games in, right? Why are people already saying he needs to go? Because I... it's apparently the Chelsea of the MLS. Give him a minute. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, look, I agree. Give him some time, but yeah. he's just not coming in with the best pedigree i think he underestimated the i guess football knowledge of, yeah. of mls borders right so i think he's coming over expecting this to kind of be a whatever league maybe have some fun rebuild some things tinker you know use it as a stepping stone or rebuilding block in his career and he's coming to the champion i mean what what are you gonna Mm -hmm. do so all right so our last match to wrap up week two here is lafc and portland uh this one was somewhat of a tight affair for a good bit of it and then lafc kind of runs away and ends up with a 4-1 victory guys this is this team wins the mls cup i mean It's hard to argue with. Just well-coached. Yeah, very well-coached. Very organized this season. I mean, they're definitely... They were susceptible at the back, for sure, because they're so attacking-minded. And they definitely let teams get back into matches, especially when it came to... uh, What what do they call it? El Trafico? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, give, give me one of those jerseys. Oh... The LAFC? Oh, yes. Yeah, they are. They're class. They're class. I'll give it to you. Yeah, so we saw Kay get a brilliant glancing header to put LAFC up 1-0 in the 14th minute. And then we see Valeri, of course, who else, for Portland swing in a great free kick wow um he had two of his own players to aim for in the middle of that box he bounces it off of one of their heads and oh. they draw level la tried to play that high line and it just did not work so harvey harvey swings in that dangerous cross into the portland box and it is just kind of a mad scramble there i mean um I think Christian that Ramirez is. tried to claim that goal, and uh, they might have given it to they did. him. They gave it to him, yeah. Right, but it definitely went off the Portland defender. Let's be real here. And that I, was right before halftime. You know, I'm I'm still actually having trouble believing that Minnesota willingly traded Christian Ramirez. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. He was such a hero at Minnesota. It is so weird. Uh, to see him succeed with another team, it took me a second to realize it was Minnesota's question. Yep. Diamande <laughs> scores again. He's now tied with uh, Michael Bradley for the Golden Boot with two goals. <laughs> Diamande is quite. Is Minotis not also player. tied? Yes. Oh, God. yeah, solid. Yeah, is too. also up there. Yeah, Diomande just kind of benefits from coming on the pitch and sliding home that Vela cross there. You mean MVP, <clears throat> Carlos Vela? 
Yeah, how many future Landon Donovan MVP Landon Donovan <laughs> who is still living and is playing indoor soccer. He is also Jermaine Jones signed for a Canadian uh indoor no soccer way. team. So yeah, I suddenly want to watch fact. that league. Wow. <laughs> so Carlos Vela Vela gets the uh gets the final the, the goal dagger. Of the match. The and, right, and it, he does it in classic Carlos Vela fashion with that curling shot yep. to the far post. God, I feel like he's going to score a number of those this year. So, so far, game day atmosphere looks incredible. I just want to say that. Just want to give right. a shout out to those supporters. Yeah, and but I mean it, it's really cool. <laughs> The barren desert wasteland of the Houston supporters in the stands. Um, But, you know, I would definitely take some time if you haven't already and check out the We Are LAFC. Um, The way that they integrated the fans and making decisions about the team and the stadium and all that kind of stuff is is pretty great. Um, Where can we watch that at, Ian? ESPN (laughs) Plus. Shout out. I would uh, love a free monthly subscription, which I currently pay for. So, you know, hey, we're just doing our thing over here. But, hey, the real talking point of this match is Diego Chara's red card. Let's be real. Uh, I don't get it. I I don't get it. What's the justification here? For him doing that or him getting uh, the red card? The red card. (laughs) Uh, to my under- understanding, I think it's a second yellow. At least that's the way that they put the graphic up on the screen. But, you know, dude, how are you going to flick a guy in the ear? Oh, and wow. then Yeah. And yeah. special shout out to Rossi, who flops after getting flicked in the ear. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird situation as a referee where that guy definitely dove. But also, the other guy definitely flicked the ear. And that's a tough second yellow to give. But what are you going to do as a ref there? (laughs) Just, like, say, hey, don't do that. I mean, not only that. Like, the ball is on that (laughs) side of the field. They're only about three, four yards in front of the ref. And he's already looking in that direction. Like, dude, come on. Flick in the ear. Let it be known. That if you can't do it in an eighth grade classroom, you can't do it in the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> that should be written in the laws of MLS. That's somebody get Don Garber on this. That's I, a good rule of thumb. Being honest here, here's what you do as the ref: you give a yellow because you flick the dude's ear, whatever physical contact to the head. Second, you give a yellow to to, to Rossi for the dive. For dives, I'm, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've, yeah. I have never flicked a man in the ear so bad. That is, <laughs> that has knocked him off of his feet. Well, Nick, Excellent. to that I can only say you need to hit the gym, son. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, for our next little segment here, we like to highlight a game of the week for next week and make a prediction uh and we're gonna turn that into a little bit of a game amongst friends um so looking at the games i think nick was in charge of selecting our featured match so who are we predicting this week week we're doing this week we're doing atlanta fc versus philadelphia union look this is the game that really tells us if Atlanta's in trouble. It's a struggling union team. You're at home, 70,000 people. You got to beat the union. My prediction, I'll be first to go, Atlanta 2-0. They're going to come back. They're going to get their stuff together, and it's going to be a Martinez brace. Wow. Philly has been so bad this year. Right. And not only that, I guess I'll jump in here. Uh, my prediction for this this one, um, I'm going to say Atlanta wins unconvincingly one nothing. Um, you know, I think Philly's really going to struggle, especially with something that we um, might talk about 
in a minute, but missing Marco Fabian in the middle of the field for them. So, yeah, Atlanta unconvincingly, but wins one nothing. Yeah, I'm with you, Ian. I think this is a very unconvincing win for them. I actually think they go down early. I think they go down 1-0, go into halftime, and mm-hmm. the legendary coach puts on a legendary speech. Martinez gets hot, comes back out, gets a brace. Then we see what the real conversations are like after that. You, you're taking them 2-1? 2-1. Atlanta 2-1. Two. Two. Union 1. Who you got, Jake? Uh, well, I'm I'm agreeing with Emmett. Uh, that was actually what I was going to say. I don't think they go down. I think that uh, to, to differentiate myself from Emmett's call a little bit, I think it'll be one nothing Atlanta, then then uh, Philly will equalize, and then Atlanta will pull it off two uh, one. And I think that after that game, uh, I think the unconvincing theme that we have going, I think that's totally true. Uh, but I think it will be the beginning of them getting it together. Um, I think I think they'll show glimpses of the team that they'll be by midseason. All right. I, I uh, think you'll all make valid points, but uh, I'm going to say that um, you know, Atlanta getting the win against Monterey, even though it was kind of a pointless you know, return leg, um, I feel like that's going to help them get their groove back. I think they're going to start to feel a little bit of the pressure um, and and respond to it. I think DeBoer may not be able to get his system in place, but he can definitely motivate people. Yeah. And this team is way too talented to stay unmotivated. Um, I don't know if y'all saw the the goal that they scored in the CCL game, but that Nagby through ball was just gorgeous. <clears throat> and uh, I just see it being no contest. The best player for Philly is is out because of red card. They have nobody up top. Right? Their best player on the field is going to be Bedoya. Their center backs are young and untried and untested. I mean, they played last season, but, man, they're just – they're, what, 20, 21 years old. I see it 3 nothing. Atlanta. It's never close. All right, let's go. Right. Wow, pretty bold. 3 nothing there. Okay. All I right. Like um, so next thing that we want to talk about is our worst – VAR call, V-A-R, whatever you want to call it, is fine and safe in this podcast. So our our worst call, and I think we'll just go ahead and do week one and week two. Uh, anybody want to throw something out there? I think you have to go Schoberg. Like he's, okay. you know, I, I'm gonna argue. That, that handball that was call, called on him, I think he got a red card, got ejected from the game, which... I think also contributed to how bad Colorado looked the next week. But that that was just such a stupid call. What else, where else is his hand supposed to be when he's falling on the ground? His hand was on the ground. In I, a I blizzard. Just, In I, a blizzard. <laughs> I just right. Don't. So my favorite part of this call is the fact that as the play is kind of unfolding, like, yes, you have the player fall down and block the ball, but Portland still ended up putting the ball in the back of the net, but they disallow the goal and they go to VAR and they say the goal's offsides after the fact, but then they go back and see that this is a handball. So then they come back, give the PK and the red card. It was just the fashion in which they went about making this call, I think, that made it mm-hmm. uh, the worst VAR call of the week. Question, we though. Question, though. How many people in that stadium uh, lost $40 worth of gas because of a VAR call? I'm going to say zero, which is why my shout for worst VAR call <laughs> of the first two weeks is week one at Dynamo. Uh, 76-minute goal disallowed, denying all six fans in that stadium $40 of gasoline um, through the sponsor of 76. As uh, one of those reeks. six fans, I yeah. agree Re- Absolutely just reeks of collusion. Uh, that's that's my shout. Uh, y'all make a valid point, but I'm right. So, okay, so, so we got to explain that. Dino have a promotion with their sponsor, 76. 
yeah. which is a gas company, like a <laughs> gasoline company. There you go. And they they have some kind of promotion where if it, the Dynamo score in the 76th minute at home, every fan in attendance gets like a gift card for like 40 bucks. Of 40 gas. bucks, yeah. And, you know, lo and behold, who was it? Uh, Elise played Boniac through Boniac knocks mm. it in the goal. And it's, it is not offsides. And nope. I say that unbiased. It's not my worst VAR, VAR call, but it is my most personal one because, man. I, I could use 40 money. bucks a gas. That would be uh-huh. great. Didn't we also lose out on some food, too? Aren't we supposed to get some free food? or whatever? Free Raising Cane's Caniac combo. Oh, my gosh. That guy doesn't forget. I, I didn't know how mad I was. I thought I was mad about the gasoline, and now I'm mad about this, too. And I just, you know, I want, I just want some riffing licenses revoked. Uh, I feel like that might make me There had to have been somebody in a dark room somewhere picked up a phone. Oh, man. Guys. Go to guys. Hold on. Okay. I'll wait. Was the VAR official Mark Geiger? It had to have been. Better not. I, don't, <laughs> I don't even want to look that up. I don't even want to look that up. For I'll those of now. you who don't know, Mark How mad do I want to be today? is quite possibly one of the... Or Maruba. I guess. Like, how do you... I mean, he's just... He's a disaster of a referee and consistently makes bad calls on both the domestic and international stage. And somehow he went to the world cup this past summer as a representative. Yeah. Like right. not, not like he bought a ticket. Like no, they paid him yeah. money. no, they picked him. They picked yeah, him. He go. was on the field is, is where he was. So now we got to move on. Best goal of the last two weeks. Who has it? I'm still going with Cincinnati's first goal of all time. That volley was beautiful. I'm going with Cincinnati's goal. The rest of you can be fanboys and say Memo had it, but I'm going with Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, hard to say. Cincinnati's goal, in my opinion, was was really good. Um, you know, and kind of just looking back over things it, – you know, it's kind of hard to argue. Mamo's shot was, you know, pretty right. impressive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Keeper legitimately had zero chance. I mean, perfectly yeah. placed, plenty of power, um, looked good flying through the air. So, uh, yeah, I think I might give the nod to Cincy on this one just because of the relevance and the sure. shocking nature of it. First. First goal of all time. That's that's pretty big. Best goal for me was Pedro Santos to Zardes in the Columbus <laughs> New England game. That cross, Zardes. yeah. That that cross just deserves it. I mean, it j- just go back and watch a replay of it. It is the most gorgeous cross that I've seen in a long time. That's a good shout. It's a good shout. It was mm-hmm. so good that not even Nick's video on Zardes could deny Zardes. Hey, hey. <laughs> backstory, go. Oh, no, backstory. I uh, once ruined Zardes' career by putting a video on Reddit. You may have seen it if you're being on Reddit. It's called uh, the Zardes First Touch compilation. Uh, just what highlighting. Is touch? How much is it? Is it everything? It's, it's everything. everything. <laughs> uh, How long did it get you banned from YouTube? <laughs> for a while. Uh, US, U.S. Soccer sent me a cease and desist. They were not happy with it. But uh, ESPN, EFC picked it up. NBC picked it up. Stuart Holden gave me a shout on air. So that video got around pretty quick. I may have ruined a man's career because his touch did not get better. <laughs> He and did after that. To be fair, he had a really good game. Well, uh, imme- immediately after that, and I felt like you fired him up, and I thought maybe you actually fixed his career. Because I mean, let's be real, you didn't. You know what? Giazzi Zardes might hear this one day, um, and so in advance, I apologize. But his career trajectory wasn't exactly stellar before that. I will say this. I will say this. It's not that his touch hasn't gotten better. It's that every chance someone gets. 
that's what he gets asked about. He doesn't get asked about anything other than every interview, every comment, thing, every pregame for yeah. Columbus now is all about his touch. And I am so sorry. Jesse Sardis, I am formally inviting you to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I can, can apologize. You, can your next right. YouTube video please be a compilation of people asking him about his touch? Because <laughs> I would watch that just oh. to watch his reaction over time. Oh no, one person I would love to see you have a YouTube video that kind of stays on them like a stink for the rest of their career is Wondolowski misses. Oof. That's what you call too easy. You, you <laughs> low I will say, fruit, low oh, I will say, so since that video, my YouTube gets blown up. I only have one video. I don't know why I still get bothered on YouTube. But <laughs> it's the only video I had. But this is the guy they ask for every time, and we can move on. Everyone wants me to do a first touch of uh, Lukaku. I get yeah. so many messages to do a Lukaku version. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be a good one. He has had some moments. Um, and honestly, I don't want to go through Lukaku footage. I don't really see that as something Nick wants to do. Yeah. But yeah. Either Memo or um, that Honduran that's supposed to be on the Dynamo but is instead on FC Dallas. Ooh, that Acosta goal. Yeah, that's yeah. a shout. Yeah, Acostas and Memo, I think, are they're similar goals. Um, yeah. And I think they're both equally deserving. Okay, so now I guess let's actually talk about the worst goal of the week, or as we like to call them, typically garbage goals. All right, easily. This was easy. Back to the Blizzard game. Colorado, Portland. Benny Failhaber falling on the ground. Scores <laughs> in while the he's snow. On the ground, <laughs> in the snow. The ball rolls in slower than any other ball you've ever seen roll in. Benny Failhaber, that's all he's got that goal congratulations man yeah sometimes i don't know i used to play uh, foosball with my family and we would always have this moment where if the ball is going slow enough everyone would miss it on the foosball table so we just called it a slow roller that's exactly what that goal was (laughs) but uh, i nominate any goal that was scored against the dynamo (laughs) i'm just gonna throw that one out there all of tigre's goals (laughs) <laughs> so many. I, I mean, tangent. I know we're not supposed to talk about that right now, but dude, come on. Can we just not slip back into the playing 80 minutes a night thing? Like, can we can we please play a full match? That's all I want out of us. Is that too much to ask? Probably. I mean, with our salary level, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're only contractually obligated to care for 80 minutes a match. <laughs> That's how we save money, actually. Right, we, that's how they're cutting costs. The first, really, we only pay for the first half, so that, you know the next 35 minutes is really just a bonus. That's just you know, so, they care. So worst goal of the week for me might be um, Zlatan's goal it, that is just pure garbage um, <laughs> in the LA-Chicago LA match of week one. But... I think um, there might be a healthy shout for um, the Acosta goal on Guzan, where Guzan just kind of lets it bounce in, because that's kind of a terrible goal, but, you know, (laughs) at the same time. In summary, some terrible goals, some great goals. That's the MLS, where every week you get some bangers and every week you wonder if anyone on the field is professional (laughs) (laughs) so our next segment is the america f yeah segment of our podcast which we're going to talk a little bit about americans overseas or the u.s men's national team as it applies week by week Yeah, so this week, um, I think the the national team player to highlight, I mean, it's a no-brainer, it's Pulisic. I mean, if 
if any of us have another nominee, then throw it out there. But I think we all agree he had the best week abroad of any American. For sure. Yeah. But hey, guys, did y'all see the new roster came out for the two friendlies? And Ian, you're going mm-hmm. to one of them, right? Right. I will be at the Chile match in Houston, which right is on. a quite a long drive for me, but I'll be there. Very cool. So the only thing that I see on this roster that makes me really sad is Omar Gonzalez. Why is he oh, on this roster? Yeah. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Apparently we're, I mean, I guess the confidence part is we're not playing um, Trinidad Tobago, so <laughs> it can't get that bad. I wouldn't ever say that uh, about yeah, Omar. Never. I feel the same way about the Omar Gonzalez thing, and I think I feel the same way about the Zardes pick, too. I feel like those ships have sailed. There's better options out there. Why are we still yeah. these guys to come? I know Zardes for a little bit fit the mold of, like, the athletic, quick, the defense has to respect the speed, but there's other people that there's other players that we have that fill that void and that's say, actually better. Yeah, I'll say this about Zardes. He bare minimum has experience under Burhalter. And so mm-hmm. he can he can give that to a camp. Um I'm less concerned with Zardes being on the roster than um Sargents and Weya not being on the roster. True. Exactly my next question. Why yeah. no sergeant? Why no Wea? Uh, what I have heard, the rumblings, has been they are supposed to be on the Olympic roster, which I'm fine with. Like I want, I would love for us to win literally anything at this point. Um, Olympics, Gold Cup, you name it. I want a trophy. Um, but are there not players on this roster that could be, I mean, by age, available for the Olympic roster? Like... Uh, is Pulisic too old? Is Adams too old? Is um, McKinney too old? These three of our best players. If we really want to field a very strong team in the Olympics, I mean, I don't see why you leave off Weya and Sargent from this roster, but not them. They probably had to broker a deal with the clubs. That's because probably I don't, true. I don't think the clubs are required to release them for the Olympics. No. I'm also, as a Fulham fan, I'm happy to see Reem on the squad. I think his you know, uh, passing ability is something that we need out of the back. Especially for Burhalter system. Come on. Respectfully, I 100% disagree. Um, he may be one of the better, one of the better uh, defenders right now, though I don't, you can, you can argue with me here. I don't watch much Fulham because I don't hate myself. <laughs> but I don't, well, I, I think don't the, think the fact of the matter is he hammers goals with them every and, week. And how – I mean, if he were 21, I'd say, sure, let's take a look at him. But as is, uh, uh, what is our best-case scenario from Tim Ream, right? A few good games, and then he we send him off to, uh, you know, stud in the fields or whatever because he's a billion years old. Thirty. Uh, yep. You have both what? Omar Gonzalez and Tim Reed that are over 30 years old. Dang. Or are they 30 years old. The next World Cup? Are they going to be our best options? Are they going to be. Are they even going to provide more veteran leadership than a guy like um, Brooks? Also, another question for me why no Walker Zimmerman? Ooh, he's shown really Reed. well. Yeah. Done really well for LAFC, who mm-hmm. you guys know well I picked for the our team. Yeah. And scored in the January friendlies. Mm-hmm. True. I'm I think just it's a excited. Very fair question. I'm excited to see Pulisic back. Um, of course, yeah. since I'll be attending one mm-hmm. of the matches, um, it'll be my second time seeing him after watching him uh, play with Dortmund versus Man City in the summer in mm. Chicago. That was a fun one. So I'm excited to see him pull on the Stars and Stripes and get out there on the pitch. Um, and <clears throat> there's somebody else I wanted to give a shout to. Oh, I like to see Jordan Morris back in the fold. I think he does bring something a little bit different up front. Um, so for me, I like to see him back on the roster. Um, Weston McKinney, of course, also another exciting player. Tyler Adams, I want to see. Maybe he's, you know, matured a little bit. I haven't seen him play with I mean, um, Red Bull in Germany. 
but apparently he's been getting he's played quite really a few well. Plaudits. Yeah, he's played really well there. He, he really has. He doesn't look outclassed there at all, which is good. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. both those guys. A strong team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 So you know, that midfield potentially could be very strong, and I think you know might actually be able to put up a fight against a potentially strong Chile side. Um, when I go see them in Houston. And then at the same time for goalkeepers, I think I was pretty pleased to see oh, yeah. they called in. Yeah. yeah. You can have um, no complaints about these call-ups, you know? Right, right. And I think Stefan, in my opinion, has pretty much cemented the number one role. So Yeah. Um. Yes, as of now, I think, and this can be a discussion for another day, but I think his move to Manchester City is foolish. Um, and I think... No one in the world celebrated that move as much as Evan Horvath. Yeah, I, I think that's a legit worry. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, Stefan is, what, still on loan at Columbus, so For, I mean, he hasn't yeah. gone anywhere, um, and I don't think— But he will. Maybe, maybe. Um, I mean, look at what Man City is doing with their network of teams right now, the City Which ownership has to end soon. <laughs> Um, right. but we'll see. The, the loaned out the loaned out laws that are coming into effect in the Premier League next year. Right. Um, so I mean I guess we'll we'll see kind of what happens, whether he ends up going over there or not. So that about wraps us up here for our episode recapping week one and week two of the MLS. I'm Ian. Um Nick. Jake here. This is Emmett. I'm Scroggins. Stay faithful.